maybe three, four weeks, and you haven't actually been able to listen to us as well due to the fact that we've had some mechanical difficulties and uh, things sounded rather kind of funny. So anyhow, uh, we're here at the Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Thank you for being here on Racers Alley, and uh, a lot of things have been happening over the past month, you know, got a bunch of racing going on, and... Uh, Boy, there's been a lot of rides. Uh, I think the Curve Unit had a ride. The Dames Don't Care had a ride. The Women's Royal Ratty had a ride. You know, so it's a, it's a lot of neat stuff going on. And uh, basically, uh, well, uh, we'll go over that tonight. I'm kind of uh, right now winging it. So give me one second while I actually put on some music and be right back. Here. You see how Lucky threw a menu on the floor? <laughs> he, did, he did not want to eat. Get this yeah. out. Chicken fingers? What kind of fucking menu is this? Uh, this is my joint. We don't do chicken fingers. <laughs> Hi, cool. Can I get you an appetizer combo? What the fuck is that? Oh, that's uh, chicken fingers and uh, egg rolls with uh, popcorn shrimp. Yes. So now Lucky's like, what's the idea not paying off last week? He's like, well, I w- warned you about that raid. I thought we'd be square. And he goes, no, 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 no. Pay me. Oh, there you go. I got to pay. Oh, you talking about the raid at the beginning of the film? I don't know. I don't think so because that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, no, there's my. Oh, look, I'm out behind. Oh. Look at you. You leave my sister alone. May? May I? Oh, May? yeah. It's too late. I love your mom. All right? Nice. you. All righty, welcome back to Racers Alley. Anyhow, uh, it's Alex here, and thank you for joining us here at Meany Radio again. Uh, Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission, and uh, boy, oh boy, like I said, it's been three weeks since you heard from us all, and uh, let me push the record button here so we'll actually go on live. Bam. So I think we're recording and we're live now. So at 6.03, welcome to Racers Alley here at the Heart of the Meeting Radio. Anyways, um, boy, like I said earlier, we had a lot of rides going on with a bunch of uh, organizations over the past weekend. You got the Dame Stowe Care running, the uh, Women's World Ratty Riders, and uh, I think the Curve Unit Girls as well. Uh, tonight we're going to have actually... Um, the machine uh, is going to be here and uh, tell us about some stories about riding and such. And uh, got Milk Great Brian back, and he's going to be spinning some tunes. And uh, Wade Boyd, uh, Subculture Racing, will be in and uh, discuss, actually, uh, exciting news about uh, his other half, Christine, who's also a world-renowned racer on a sidecar. Uh, she's opening a new restaurant here in the uh, Lower Hate called Berliner Berliner. So it'd be great to listen and uh, hear about that as well. So uh, give me a few minutes here. And uh, we'll get some music on, get our stuff together, and be back shortly. Right? <laughs> Will this work? We'll see. It worked. Cheers.
Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Racers Alley, and uh, you know, uh, I've been told now we gotta have a little break in between music and let you all know that we're still here, especially since we've been off for a month. So, anyways, welcome to Racers Alley here at Meeting Radio in the heart of the Mission, and we got Milk Creek Brian, uh, Subculture Wade here tonight, uh, and uh, uh, the Machine's gonna be coming in, giving us a bunch of tales about uh, motorcycles and such. It'll be a fun time. So, anyhow, uh, we'll be right back shortly. Uh, we're just getting the show starting together and uh, chilling out before we. Uh, Go on proper. So, uh, Milk Crate, let's bring on some tunes. Yar, yar.
Yeah, yeah. We're trying to start coming in at the five-minute mark or so every time because uh, I've heard from listeners that they don't know if we're still here or not. Welcome back to Racers Alley here, the Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. So, anyways, uh, boy, oh, boy, last weekend we had a great uh, uh, bunch of folks here, really. Uh, Women's World, Women's Riders World Relay. Say that five times fast. Uh, they came to the Bay Area. They met at Moto Guild over on Treasure Island. If uh, folks don't know about Moto Guild, it's a great place to Moto Guild. It's a great place to actually uh, go and work on your bikes. They got folks there. They have uh, bins there and tools there and uh, tutorials. So if you ever need to work on your own bike and don't have a space, Moto Guild's a place to do it. They're on 13th Street in Treasure Island, and they got a bunch of folks there, a bunch of areas where you can work on your bike and uh, tutorials as well, which is awesome. So, anyways, the Women's Riders World relay had a great great time there uh they showed up after the dames don't care and a few other folks uh welcomed them to the city they had a ride through the city and they ended up uh going to uh, treasure island in the end so that was a very very fun time from there from there they went down south <laughs> sorry i said i was under the weather anyways um so anyhow, they went down south and had a great ride from what I hear. And uh, I believe Emily will be here next week and she'll be able to give you a whole rundown on how the weekend went, which is really, really cool. So uh, Women's Riders World Relay. Hope you're still out there having a great time going through California and wherever your destination leads you. You are. All right. Well, um, like I said, give us a couple of seconds. We're getting our show together. Thank you for uh, joining uh, Racers Alley here at Meeting Radio. We've got Milk Great Brian spinning tunes. we got Wade Boyd uh, coming in talking about, uh, uh, well, uh, Berliner Berliner opening up here in the Lower Hate. So we'll uh, get back to you soon. Cheers. Sinking in a funny way 
ground here of space here of things not fitting into place here of thought taking away by means of support Might as well get on the mics here and let's turn some mics on. Anyhow, welcome back to Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission. Uh, we have the machine coming in, telling some tales. And uh, boy, oh boy, well, we got Milkcake Brian. And, hello, uh, hello. Yar, yar. And uh, Wade Boyd, yar. Zoom, zoom. Zoom, zoom. And uh, boy, yeah, it's been a crazy few weeks. Uh, like I said, we've been off and such. And uh, in between then... Uh, been a lot of uh, activities on motorcycling uh, again fun track days is out there and uh, they did the thunder hill east on october 4th and uh thunder hill west on september 8th so uh fun track days uh boy oh boy they're uh actually all the track days seem to be winding down so those boys are going to be out there on thunder hill west on october 26th and uh, november <laughs> november 11th and uh, thunder hill east uh, so uh fun track days always uh, go see augie and the boys you can find them at www com, and uh, actually you know he's always said if you actually uh, mention Racers Alley he'll give you a discount so uh, if you're listening want to go to a track day get a little bit of cash off and uh, on the day themselves and uh, you know what's really neat about that that, that fun track days is uh, I was mentioning earlier today with a customer that came in over at Tokyo Moto and um, Basically, what's nice about the they got the instructors there. They got uh, you know like uh, one and five or such, and uh, they really pay attention to you as a rider. So if you come in and uh, you know they see you sitting there just rrr and feeling a little mopey, they'll actually come and talk to you and they'll go, "Hey man, what's up?" And uh, they'll just go over what uh, what you did and try and figure out uh, where you're having a little uncomfortable issues and go out with you next time you're out personally. And uh, so that's really nice. So they really pay attention to the riders. They really try to help you out and make you feel good about being out there as well as overcoming you know any issues that uh, might make you feel uncomfortable going around the course so that's really really cool about Augie and the boys out there on fun track days and uh, you know uh, talking about that I believe Max Klein will always be out there with uh, oxymoron photography uh, taking pictures because uh, he's really great at uh, out there at all the track days and races uh, getting all your portraits out there so you can always uh, visit oxymoron photography as well and get your pictures of yourself 
yourself out there on them fun track days right so anyhow also about fun track days each time you go out on the first practice session when you come in you kind of got a break right so what they have is actually they have a uh, kind of a, like a class decompression session or whatever but what's nice is they also kind of okay this is what you went through first time out you know go from there and then they'll go okay well next time let's talk about what's coming up so they'll actually give you a little uh you know insight at uh, the next next school, what to pay attention to around the next turns and such and each class they do tends to uh get a little bit more on the skill set as you go on through the day you get more skills they kind of like actually you know well they give you a little instruction on okay this time look for this or trail break that type of thing so we'll have augie here on actually probably next week or so and uh he'll actually be able to be a little more detailed as far as uh what he does in the sessions in between the actual track days but they're very very economical they have a couple of different uh, courses out there and like i said the year is winding down so check them out october 26th november 11th thunder hill west and the 26th thunder hill east on the 11th and you might actually see me out there so yar yar anyhow boy oh boy uh machines in the town how you doing alex how you doing mate? good to see you we always hang out over our local pub benders and uh you know shoot the shit and the other day we were talking about motorbikes and uh boy you have a history <laughs> i do i have not a history of motorbikes i've got a history of being born in peru the same as you though <laughs> that as well we were just talking the other night about machu picchu and such it's uh it's been a million years since i've been to peru and also like i said we have wade boyd here in town and uh well milk great brian and uh exciting news um Boy, you know, uh, Christine's a subculture racer. She's been a, a sidecar uh, passenger for boy, a long, long time. I think probably, what, 16, 17 years? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So uh, she's been uh, racing all over the uh, well, certain continents. and uh, International. Yeah, international, for sure. And uh, she's always worked at a place called Rosamond. And uh, everyone knows her near Toronado down in Lower Haight. And uh, exciting news is she bought the, the franchise location, yeah? Yeah, so she's got the the place. It's now going to be called Berliner Berliner, and all of the neighborhood is totally behind her. And we're going to totally make it work. She's going to blow everybody's socks off on her great food, the sausages and the satin. She adds goodies and makes specials, and and she has secret German recipes. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. I mean... Um Everyone around is also very excited about that because, I mean, she's kind of family and um, also very modest because, you know, I mean, as far as being an international racer, you know, most people don't look, I don't know what does an international racer look like, but, you know, there she is serving your sausages every day in and out. uh, She's the little German girl behind there selling the German sausages, giving you the the great little experience and everything. And and she's been nice to everybody in the neighborhood. So everybody wants to see it happen. Is it? Is it is it working? And are you still open? Can we have another sausage? <laughs> yeah, it's a, like I said, you know. Um, yeah, everyone's really buying for her. It's finally, you know, it's great. You know, uh, finally she has her own business after slaving away for so many years. You know, doing other people's things like we all do. You know, regularly. Yeah, she so started at the bottom. True. I started even farther down than that. Can you, take, <laughs> can you still take the sausages next door to Tornado? Yep. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, all yep, those folks are very happy. It's uh, totally part of it. Yeah, it's uh, Coronado is, is basically their landlord, and so they're hand in hand. So it was their idea to um, with the owner and everybody in Tornado to create that little sausage place. We found out the other day it was a balloon store. 
What? Before that. There's no more balloon stores left, so she must have to sell balloons on the so, side yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. have to get it's some balloons one. and give them away or something. <laughs> a balloon store. Holy moly. That's like a button shop. You know, they're few and far between nowadays. Wow. Yeah. That's neat. And uh, yeah, Tornado's out there. Molotov's uh, one of our sponsors here uh, at Racers Alley as well. And uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's, you know, uh, Mad Dog. There's a whole bunch of places around there. And um, you can also get stuff to go or even better um, take it home and cook them you know there's, there's a there's an array of actual sausages I mean it's, it's, yeah yeah I'm, re- I'm really I'm really glad to be getting uh, to have to have that on lower hate now because I just uh, I'm not allowed into my local Vietnamese store anymore so I went I, I went Uh-oh. I went I went in and I said give me a fucking sandwich and he, goes, <laughs> he goes I gotta ban me and he's like I was like what I'm not allowed to back in again he goes yeah I gotta ban me I uh, wow, wow. So, we got some jokes going on so wow. berliner berliner is the place to go now <laughs> awesome yeah yeah, yeah you exactly go. you got to come on the show fantastic comedy club show on, on uh, fridays or saturdays and, uh, start shooting out some lines there yeah right on sheen's telling jokes yeah and uh, talking about that you know um it's so it's it's Everyone's uh, totally, totally happy for Christine getting this this gig, and uh, she earned it, you know. Uh, and it's a dream come true, and uh, you know, vicariously with all of us as well, you know. It's it's really, really great. Yeah, hers hers is actually a little little longer and stuff. So I don't want to say she ran away from home, but she all but ran away from home. And you know, she wanted to run off. She ran off to America to live an American dream. She's been here for a bunch of years. She she showed up knowing she says one word, and that was umbrella. Wow, <laughs> that's a hard that's a hard road. No kidding. <laughs> I did not know she had to that's, learn English when she got here. <laughs> that's funny because I left thirty years ago to go to Germany, and my the only words I knew was somebody told me just say when you when someone picks you up hitchhiking, just say ich bin doof. I was like okay, no problem. Didn't have any book with me. I went first guy stops pick me up. I'm like. Ich bin doof. And he just looked at me and drove off. I was like, well, that's a bit weird. So, so I go to, the, go to the gas station. I go, ich bin doof. And they're like, do you know what that means? I was like, no. And he goes, it just means you're stupid. I'm like, ah, <laughs> ah, uh, That's yeah. a true story. No, 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 I don't doubt it. I mean, yeah. You are. Uh, yeah, I'm a little afraid to say stuff because I, I always forgot what it meant. And it's like, uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. So oh. I'm bad at foreign languages yeah, well I, I think lived, everyone in the world knows Americans are just not there for that you know <laughs> yeah, I lived in Germany for three and a half years and practicing my German was horrible like I went to a bank and two, two of the best ones I went to the bank and I basically was practicing German and I said can I steal a hundred dollars hundred D mark <laughs> back in the 90s and they went and got the manager and the security and everything because I just walked up and said it. <laughs> it was I was the only one there and I was really calm about it and they got the security and everything and they're like, what? They started rabbit <laughs> raging at me. You spent some time and, for a second. And I just, and I, all, I, all I was asking was to take out $100. That's all I wanted. Oh, <laughs> but like, you acted but, sounded like, give me, give me your money. Yeah, give me your money. Give me, a, give me $100 right now. Uh, boy. It's always awesome. funny when those friends miss lead you with the foreign language i know totally. i was living in yeah. denmark for two years and uh, i'd always get confused at the grocery store because after i'd pay for everything the person behind the stand would say this thing to me that was something like busa busa and i'd be all confused i'd be like what the hell does this mean so i went home to my danish friends and i said look i'm at the grocery store they keep saying this word bolsa i don't know what the fuck it means and they're like oh that just means if you want a bag 
And I'm like, okay, so what do I say back there? Like, what you need to do is you need to say FISA. That means I've got it myself. And I'm like, okay, that's great. That's what I need. So I go through, 14-year-old girl at the checkout counter checks me out and goes, Bolsa? And I go, FISA. And she looks at me like I'm crazy. And I just keep saying it, FISA, FISA. And then she leaves. And the manager comes and she says, get out of my store. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm no. like, okay. So I take everything going. I go, hey, guys, I tried that FISA thing. And they all start <laughs> laughing up. Apparently, FISA means pussy. Oh, so, we are. Oh, <laughs> which no. I can say because we're an internet radio. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, I had just propositioned this 14-year-old girl working at a checkout stand, which was... Luckily, luckily Pops didn't actually I, just... Uh, can you over the head with something? Holy so moly. I, I, have to, I have to set the scene for you here. I'm living in Germany, again, practicing my German. My cousin came down from Sweden, and my girlfriend's landlady on a farm let him stay in the farmhouse for like two weeks. So after two weeks is gone, I'm working as a dishwasher up in, up in the Alps. And wow. after he's gone, I go on a stormy November night. It's, I have to walk up the stairs. There are barns below. Their main house is upstairs. I walk up with a bottle of wine and some flowers. Storming. It's like there's rain pouring down. And I knock on the door like... No answer. So I knock again. The door opens and the landlady is there. And I was like, Danke, das sie meine Cousin ausgenommen hast. And she, the look on her face was like, like, what the fuck? She slams the door. Her husband comes running at the door, Uh-oh. opens it up, and, I, and I, was, I hadn't pulled the, the the flowers and the wine out yet. I pull them out, and he just goes mad at me. Doesn't speak any English. And then I repeat it, and he just takes the flowers, slams the door, and I go back down to my girlfriend, and she goes, "How did that go?" I was like, "Oh, went really badly." I don't know. They, do, they, don't like, they don't like wine and flowers. And she asked me what I'd said. I got one letter wrong in that whole sentence. Instead of saying thank you for putting my my cousin up for the for the for the week, uh-huh. I said thank you for gutting my cousin with one one letter. Yeah, <laughs> for gutting, and, uh, they, they, and they didn't get it. They were, like, they they were the incensed. She had, to, she had to go back and explain to them that hey, Scottish. I mean, yeah, I've got it, I've got it. yeah, exactly. And you know, as far as Scotsman's goes, I mean. Boy, I was a kid, and um, I was uh, managing a warehouse, uh, a furniture warehouse. This is back in the, you know, uh, early uh, late '80s, and uh, we got the Scotsman and uh, warehouse guy, you know, and no one could understand a word he said. And this is before, I, yeah. Now I have a kind of a good ear with with accents and stuff, you know. But uh, even at the aisle for a second, you know, it, it was neat to hear all the accents because I think the more you deal with them, the less you become, you know, non-understanding, you know. So, yeah, this guy couldn't, I mean, no one could understand a word he said. Must have been from Port Glasgow. It's just really, really good. It's a very thick accent. And, you know, he gets so angry. It's like, I'm trying to tell you this, you know, and I go, I know you're trying to tell me this, but I can't understand a word you're saying. Because yeah, you rock, 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 rock. <laughs> what did he say? Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, and he goes, can you write it down? You know, but uh, yeah, in the end, um, uh, of course, we all uh, understood each other and he had, he did end up taking over my position, which is great. But uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting with cultures and accents. When I went to the aisle for the first time, you know, I'm sitting there and it's like, you're American, huh? Yeah, you're from California, aren't you? You know, it was like, they, 
yeah how did you guess you know it's like yeah compared to everyone yeah everyone has a as, as, compared to here we don't we don't hear that always where in europe that's a commonality where you're always going to hear you know that type of a, a change in, 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 in yeah. i guess inflection or whatever yeah so know. so the reason i ended up in germany in the first place is i just finished university i got my motorbike license i'd fucking ridden down to see my folks living with them working in a warehouse same as you got offered this amazing job with motorola for assistant materials manager my mate was just about to sell me his gbz 900 nice took me out on it i was on the back 135 mile an hour up the up the motorway i was like fuck this is the bike for me <laughs> and he, he, he goes it goes it goes 155 it was an, i think it was an 89 gbz yeah. 900 like mm-hmm. with gray with the gray with purple and red racing stripe so nice. i'm just about to buy it off him and i get this letter in the mail from a mate of mine i went to university with 90 pages fucking stupid bastard had taken whatever he'd taken in Frankfurt whatever drugs had fucked his head up and made, written me a 90 page letter that was like I can't go home you need to come and get me and bring me back to Scotland and I'm like you're fucking kidding me I'm just about to start my career <laughs> so so he gave me the address of where he was and I get to the I get to the ferry to go over. I was like, "How the fuck am I going to get there?" He goes, "How much money you got?" I was like, "I'm just about to buy a motorbike. I've got seventeen hundred quid, and the bike's fifteen hundred. He goes, "All right, it won't cost you that much. Just get the ferry and come over and see me." Mm-hmm. So I get the ferry. I phone me folks up, get over to uh, I get to Belgium, and I start hitchhiking. Right, to, I phone and I phone them when I get there. To just over the on the ferry, and they're like, "Oh, he says he's not going to be there anymore. He's going to be in southeast Germany." I'm like, "What the fuck? He's not in Frankfurt. He's not in southwest. Southwest. He's in southeast." Hitchhiked down there to see him to save his ass. Went home 27 years later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. stayed. <laughs> I stayed. I stayed right though. I'm still here. I'm still out on my holidays. <laughs> well, it's funny how life takes the left and the right. Totally. You know? And, and, and but, it takes a certain type of a person to actually just follow that. Yeah. You but, know? Uh, well, I didn't know it was me. You never know. You never know it was going to be you until it happened. <laughs> truly, truly, truly. You know, I mean, yeah. I was going to be a sailor uh, back in uh, 1987, I think, six, seven. Uh, I had money to buy a sailboat uh, from a, a pal, and I was going to live on it in Martinez and Liverboard, save my rent, live on the boat. Always wanted to live on a sailboat, all that notion and stuff. And sure enough, it was going to happen. And uh, on a on a Saturday night, it's like my roommate Rick, who's an old old pal of mine, and uh, he said, uh, uh, "Hey, man, you know." All of the mates got bikes, and I don't know how to. You want to come and test ride it for me before helmet law and shit. So I went to Livermore, and uh, sure enough, to you know, it's a suburb world, but out there uh, still is. And uh, go on the bike, and uh, just a 83CB650. It had four pipes, very, very neat chrome tank, neat looking, well, chrome accents, and uh, and the tank as well. So it was, it was a limited edition in a sense. It was very, as far as all those years of the bikes. And um, rode it around, RER came back, and um, long dormant dragon woke up. You know, I was going to buy a boat that Friday, right? right? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, you need to fill the tires up, otherwise the bike's cool, I'll ride it home, blah, blah, blah. So I'm riding, and it's just like, yeah, back then there was, I grew up without helmet loss, and then there, nothing finer than riding a bike without a helmet. 
you, you know, I, I've got two kids, and the week that I bought my, I was about to buy a, a Harley Sportster. Yeah. Up on, up on my street there, thirteen years ago, and uh, the the 5.0 Mustang came up for sale the same week for twelve hundred bu- bucks, and the <laughs> Harley was thirty five hundred bucks. Plus, I had two kids that had to get to school every single morning. And at, it's at convertible. A, yeah, I still have that. But uh, getting a bike's been out of my reach all the time. I've ridden a load of them, but I've still not owned one since the first one I got when I learned how to ride in 1989. Ow! I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I've been there, though. Yeah, sometimes you just stop riding for a while for whatever reason. But, uh, yeah, so long story short, I ended up, instead of uh, buying the boat, that riding that CB uh, throughout the week, I, uh, in between stores that I had managed, uh, I went by Concord Yamaha, and it was just like walked in, and back then it was, uh, yeah, probably, uh, uh, they had the uh, FCR 600s, 1000s, had the FCR 400, so this was like the 87s, 80s, and uh walked by i wanted a cruiser no it didn't look right i ended up buying a yamaha phaser but i put down my cash and it's like you know because they let you test ride it and it goes well you need 500 bucks more it's like i'll be back at the end of the week but there there went my sailboat money i mean it's like my whole life could have been different on a sailboat you know, without there, I could have been a proper pirate. In slow I'm motion, <laughs> you would have been a proper. Well, here you are, Muniti ra- Muni Radio. Yeah, you're, half, you're halfway there, right? Just, well, we've always been there with subculture. And actually, Wade's an admiral. He has a fleet of four boats, by the way. Someday I'll let you try one of my boats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he has. He's um, over in Brisbane. They got a bunch of kids, and uh, he made a uh, boy at least a dozen soapbox derby cars for that city. And you have to see the picture. Uh, maybe we'll get some on the uh, face of a book, Racers Alley. But they're all phenomenal. I mean, he, everyone was just so unique and cool. And uh, the kids got to go ride down this big ass hill in them soapbox derby cars. And uh, they came to more often as time went on. I was like, "Can I have a car for next year, Wade?" And he'd be sponsoring them cars and stuff. And uh, really neat. Yeah, a couple of them. It was the League of Extraordinary Racers. Yep. We decided to go with that to make it big instead of really small, and so I did three of Nemo's vehicles. He only he only had three vehicles, I know. Anyhow, he wow. had two submarines, and then he had the, the what I call the caddy with the four front wheels. And so I made each of those. And so that's why we named it the League of Extraordinary Racers, and all the cars are trying to compete with looking as good as that Cadillac. And all the kids were actually, the more they go, they did just like, yeah, there are some kids who are really yeah. specially fast, and they, can you make one for me? And it was a really neat endeavor for Brisbane to do that, uh, you know, for a while. Yeah. They have it every year, and um, so they'll sponsor you with the, with a kit. No cheating and changing the wheels and stuff, but here's the rules. They're kind of a guideline. And so they'll sponsor you with a thing. I think it was $150 again. If your car goes down the hill, you get your money back. So you just can't win. It's supposed to be, you know, your parent and kid and stuff. We just wanted to build cars and go play. None of us have kids, so we rented them, as I call it. We went and found your, your kid has to come with a parent or whatever. So there's your manager, and here's your car, and you guys are a team, and you guys go race. If you need something, come back to the pits and I'll fix your car. 
but it wasn't you know it was supposed to be those guys sort of cheating on building the car and then you know getting <laughs> to be the team your kid goes down the hill and you got in a, an extreme super nice like a disneyland theme car yeah, yeah, you got to see the pictures. So, yeah, wait, throw, yeah, throw those yeah. on uh, the Racers Island Facebook yeah, I'll, 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 so, I'll try. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so, oh, sorry. We have a pirate ship. The secretary goes, well, you don't have a pirate ship. So I built a pirate ship. <laughs> we're rich that's his pirates. Not, not poor yeah. pirates. We're rich pirates. He literally <laughs> has uh, the three or four boats. I uh, have two boats and the the soapbox derby car that are pirate ships. Two boats, okay. And I thought you had three boats. And are they? Do you, do you dock them all less than waist deep? Uh, I, do, you I, wait, I, do you have to wade out to them? Or what? Oh, no, yeah. so they're really yeah. good looking. I I sort of made them like a dolly. They're 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 flat bottom. Most of their lives they're going to be docked on land. Um, so I put wheels on the back so you could pick the, the very tip up and walk away with it. Nice. And then you like walk. Derby you, car. <laughs> yeah, so you walk it over into the water. You push it in, and then so I did all my homework on YouTube and stuff. And anyhow, a guy buddy that has a real boat goes, eh, you might want to put pontoons on that thing. And phew, I want to say, good thing I did. <laughs> good thing I did. So I made pontoons and stuff. And and so the, I put a roommate, a third guy, I put in here. Try it. Go around. We're in Lake Merced, and he all but sunk it. He was going to go across the bay. He turns, where is he going? Oh, it's not that tested. He comes back and he's going, I have a problem, I have a problem. And by the time he got to it, it was full of water. I have the, the life vest on and I'm on the dock. And he goes, throw me the throw me the rope, throw me a rope. And it's like, you have the rope. And he, well, I didn't get to finish the sentence. The, the rope is tied to the pillow that his head is on. <laughs> so I got a, a safety pillow and a 50-foot rope in case it sinks, because I don't know how deep it is. And so he, he freaks out. He jumps out. Throttles wide open. It nose dives. He's in like six foot of water or less. Anyhow, he swims over there. The, the pirate ship is in a nose dive. The motor's outside spinning. Everything's floating out there goes the pillow the pillow worked really good and there goes the rope and the the pontoons would not let it sink no way so the pontoons worked and they kind of keep it stable but it's it's like a soapbox derby car it's a one person can't be too big a little boat and and then I got a five-speed big trolling motor. You put it in fifth, and you go, and you get out 20 feet or so, and you go into slow motion. Am I moving? Is it, if you steer, you'll figure out if you're moving. It's it's so different. It's so, yeah, life in slow motion. Nothing. So, so hitchhiking over to Germany that time to save my mate, I get there, and he's like, I'm fine. I just wanted to get you the fuck out of Britain. I was like, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, so anyway, ended up hitchhiking all around Europe for like 10 months. That's 1,700 quid back in the day when you sleep in fields and only eat bread and red peppers. Ooh, that lasted yeah. the full 10 months, no worries. So the next time I was on a motorbike, just happened to, we'd been all through Italy on Stromboli, climbed the most active volcano in the world at the time, blah, blah, blah. He'd say, he says, let's go to Amsterdam. I'm like, on the way to Sweden. All right, we'll have two days in Amsterdam. Get to Amsterdam, pitch our tents at the campsite closest to the town centre. Well, 
that two days turned into three weeks without us even, <laughs> without us even knowing it. And you're supposed to move your tent every two days, so we should have known that. They were like, move your tent every two days so this lush grass doesn't get uh, messed up. Right, that's how they So after three weeks, I hadn't moved my tent. Somebody gave me a bit of cake. I didn't drink any alcohol at the time for like six years, but someone gave me a bit of cake. Didn't tell me it was space cake. I'm like <laughs> tripping balls for, for, for like days. And then the campground attendant comes over and he tells me basically get off of this get off of this piece of land I'm like okay so I pack up my rucksack same one as an Eddie the Eagle movie actually it was green and purple and one of the dudes was a biker on the campsite he's like it's going to be hard to get out of town hitchhiking back down to the south of Germany he's like I'll give you a ride on my bike he had a the Kawasaki LTD 1000 cool this was 1990 about October November puts me on the back of that through the tunnels Drops me at the nearest uh, rest, rest, rest stop gas station, whatever you call it here. I can't even remember what you call it now that I'm talking about this. I've been here 21 years. <laughs> what do you call it? A, a rest stop. Yeah, right. Yeah, a rest stop. Drops me there. I can stick my thumb out, out of my mind and start hitching again. <laughs> yeah. So that was my that was my that was my next bike. So I was still I was still looking to get a bike. My whole life I've been looking to get one, and it just never quite get to it. Wow. Well, now's the season. I mean, I'm a guy that's always compulsively buying them off Craigslist, and this season from about October to February is when they're cheap. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm always looking for the deals this time of year because it's it's very seasonal. People once it starts to get cold and dark, they need a little cash. They start selling them cheap and. Then when it gets warm and nice outside, the value goes up. So yeah. I tell all my friends that say, yeah. oh, I'm really looking for a bike. It's like, well, tell me what you're looking for, mm-hmm. and I'll put it on my radar. Because uh, the stuff's out there, and th- there's just phenomenal yeah. Yeah. deals this time Almost of year. everything's out there. Yeah. yeah. Who's who, Who's are the three bikes out there? In which order? Mine's the crazy Goldwing with the cow skull on the nice, front of it. I just built awesome. that for Dirtbag Challenge, a build-off. <laughs> what's, so, what's Dirtbag Challenge? It's a build-off where you build a bike in under two months for under $2,000. Oh, uh, And then there's a three-day, 300-mile uh, ride you go on, camp overnight a couple nights, and if you make it to the end, you're in a show, and they have different prizes for different categories of bikes and stuff. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's a, it's a real institution. Um, and I also wanted to give a shout-out to uh, our friend Paulo from Dirtbag Challenge. He's doing a very interesting project in the next coming months with uh, a Filipino cultural organization where they're restoring this kind of strange Filipino vehicle. It's a lot like if you've ever seen the Indian tuk-tuk. I was going to say, a tuk-tuk? Kind of like a tuk-tuk. I've been in a few of them, actually, in India. (laughs) This particular one is a Rebel 250 with some kind of tuk-tuk-like sidecar. So they're going to be restoring that, and he's doing a documentary on that. And somehow I got roped into doing all the electrics because mm, the, there you go. everybody saw my wiring skills at Dirt Bank Challenge. Go. Yeah, it's like having a pickup truck. Now yeah, you're so in, now yeah. they're like, can you do I, the electrics for yeah, it? It's I saw like, pictures yeah, of sure. it. Somebody didn't know how to weld, and they used mostly rebar. Yeah. <laughs> no this kidding. This apparently is all made with rebar. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I went, through, I went through Asia for six and a half months after living in Germany for three and a half. And it's like the next bike I was looking at was, I think it was a KZ500 in Saigon to drive up to Hanoi. Has anyone heard of that bike? I was looking up before I got here. Uh, yeah. yeah, the KZ500. KZ500. Yeah, yeah. Those, uh, the Hellrats. Uh, Jim had one, and I think 8283. It was a kickstart blue one. Yeah, yeah they, were, they were so popular in Vietnam. You, you, could, you could buy one in Saigon or Hanoi, whichever one. It's, I think it's a 1,700-kilometer, like, 1,000-mile journey. 
and you just buy one, put your rucksack on, and drive up the. So, so I was supposed to do that. Uh, but the the American girl I was travelling with at the time we got on a test drove. I was like, "This is brilliant." She's like, "That no effing way are we are we going thousand miles?" And I was like, "Come on!" She's like, "No, we're getting the train." I'm like, "So that was my next time to buy a bike," and I got like squashed, shut down. Shut right? down. Well, did she regret her decision on the train though? Because the no. trains can be rather crowded as no, well. The train was we we were actually very fucking lucky that we got the train. I didn't even know what a typhoon was until I got to Da Nang. Sure. <laughs> so the so we're they're, they're like there's a typhoon coming in. I was like ah that sounds cute a typhoon. <laughs> yeah, what does that I mean? Did, I did, <laughs> What's that? I, I did you know you were, there's no internet at the time and everyone's like I was like a typhoon. Oh, it sounds like a bit of water coming in. So. <laughs> It's actually the same as a hurricane. It's exactly the same as a hurricane. No shit. It's just a different it's more it's water. Just, it's, just wind. The, it's just the Asian name for a for a hurricane. It's gotcha. <laughs> so the train so the the swell we're going up the we're going up the on the train and suddenly we're just we're only on water and the train's built up about three foot up and we're just on water and I'm like, How come we're gonna cross the Freaking ocean here, right? <laughs> and, and everyone's panicking, and I'm just going, "Oh, this is awesome!" Like, it's a bit windy, yeah. walking on water. Everyone's, everyone's like, the windows are open. Like, it's like real old rickety train, and I'm just going, "This is freaking great." There's little little <laughs> islands all over the place. The There's people in houses battening down the hatches. I'm like, "Wow, well, it, must well, be, it must be, it must be getting a bit stormy out there." <laughs> so, so we get to Danang, and. The conduct the uh, the train stops and they're like fucking everyone's rushing off and I'm just I'm just standing there and my girlfriend and I are just going yeah what the fuck's happening and somebody comes up they're like get off the train and we're like I'm like why and they're like typhoon typhoon I'm like I oh, yeah, must be really big typhoon whatever that means still still didn't even know so the this person escorts us into a breeze block building with no windows. And there's this old gentleman there. I have a picture of me and him. And he, look, and he looks like Ho Chi Minh. He's, the guy's about 90, and he's just cowered down behind this breeze block open window. And he just motions for us to come like sit beside him. So we do. Like This hurricane was 14 hours. Right, We sat in that breeze block. There's fucking Dorothy who was flying past the window. The, Holy the, moly. The, the, <laughs> The okay. houses were flying by the window. Everything, nothing actually came into this opening. That was only it was only like uh, it was like three foot by three foot. No window in or anything. Totally bare breeze block structure, and we just sat it out for fourteen hours. I was like, "Oh, that was a typhoon." All right, so, <laughs> I don't want to come by so, those again. <laughs> so, so we come out. We come out in the morning the next day, and it's just devastation. <laughs> There's fucking. Coconuts and palm trees and fucking tables. And, everything's just and like everything's just destroyed. I'm like that. Holy moly. Whoa, that's fucking insane. That's a typhoon. That was that, that's a typhoon. But then the the, the next train is is so um, that train left somehow. I don't know where it fucking went because we had to wait another <laughs> another <laughs> ten hours for the next one. I was like, where the fuck did the train go that I just got off? <laughs> but it must have got everyone off and just pissed off and gone like, I'm getting out of here. Got in a mountain tunnel or something, you know? Yeah, it, it, it went somewhere. Yeah. So we we were stuck there for a good ass long time. And but after the storm, so fucking calm. It was beautiful. Just in all the rubble and everything around us. All the thatch lying about. We just write the table up, 
put, put a chair down, and this this person just came out of a of somewhere and brought us a little cup of coffee, like <laughs> a cup of Vietnamese coffee. Oh, no, awesome. no food or anything. Just yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it wasn't a cafe. They were like they just very graciously gave us. I was like, fuck it, Vietnamese coffee is the best. Condensed milk with a drip yeah. thing on the top, <laughs> dripping down. Had one of them. Yeah. Well, they were just Good. trying to yeah. let's get back to normal. And, so I was, you know. yeah, everyone was just back to normal. I was, I was, so I was very fucking lucky. I was not on that KZ five hundred because I wouldn't have had a fucking clue. I was like, I just getting a bit windy. <laughs> was the last with you when you guys all hunkered down for fourteen yeah. hours? Yep, totally. Oh, holy moly! Yeah. Now, when you mentioned that earlier, was there a was there a, a roof structure or were you? There was a, there was a roof. Okay, yeah, yeah, there was a roof. I don't even remember looking up. I have a I have a slide of it. It's a beautiful slide. <laughs> um, it was like a bunker. Picture. Uh, you it guys wasn't hunker a bug- down. No, it wasn't a bug. The window was open. I swear it was like just open, and we never got sucked in, sucked out, and nothing came in because <laughs> it must have been just going like that and just flying. I remember just looking at he's the guy just kept pushing us down, going, "Don't fucking look up." <laughs> <laughs> I got my, yeah, my head chopped off. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. You so, know, uh, I've been lucky so far on not buying bikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, crazy storms. Uh-huh. Yeah, so let's uh let's see. Let's let's get some music on for a second. Seven o'clock. Oh, can, we, can we have business dicks metal surf? What? Since we're talking about surf and uh, typhoons, <laughs> can you get that one there? Uh I didn't bring it. <laughs> oh, is, we'll, it's we'll work internet. on it. It's on the internet. <laughs> oh. Well, we do it. No, we do here. vinyl here. Oh, vinyl. really? I Sorry. Should have all oh, vinyl man. all the we're time. We're just about to do our vinyl. No iPods Dang. and iPads here. Yeah. We're pure. That, we are. <laughs> it's funny. We're just about to release our album in the next couple of months. That's something Good. new. Good. We'll bring it, to work bring on. it in. We'll talk about that in the next uh, next part uh, about your album. We are. Mm. We never we? had a request like that before. <laughs> <laughs> right? And we found a pianist, too. But uh, that's a different thing. Uh, one of I our found one this morning. Shane is a... Uh, Shane over at Bender's as a as a classical uh, pianist. You were there. telling me that's an amazing story about yeah him. about how he went out. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that in our uh, segment soon. Uh, Milk crate. What do we got going on? Uh, we've got local band from Oakland, the Phenomenats. Phenomenats. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Racers Alley. Holy moly. It's 710. Uh, Meet Any Radio here. And uh, yeah, we were gone for about a month, uh, three weeks or so. And also, we had a bunch of technical difficulties. So even when we were here, we kind of weren't. So anyways, we're getting everything together and talking about that here at Racers Alley. You know, uh, we are with Mutiny Radio, and uh, we're a part of their pirate ship and pirate team. And Pam Tastic is uh, running the running the boat. She's our captain, and uh, she does Mutiny Radio. And on Mutiny Radio, uh, they have actually uh, comedy. So uh, you can always get on Mutiny Radio, www.mutinyradio.fm. But uh, she runs a couple of shows. You know, uh, she has her. Uh, uh, I guess you could say if you want to be a comedian, you know, she has her work, you know, the, uh, you know, workshop. So you can always come in here on Mondays, I believe, from around six or something and have the workshop. And if you want to be a comedian, you come in here and uh, it'd be nice if all you workshop people actually donate 10 bucks or something, you know. Anyhow, uh, yeah, come in here, uh, got your 10 minute skit or something. You go over it. Everyone critiques it. You get out in front of a mic and be live. And, you, you know, you kind of like it's a beginning of becoming a comedian. And uh, it's a really nice thing. And uh, so it's like she said, it's a workshop. And like I said, why don't you folks start paying money if you're on a workshop? I'm getting sick of that. Anyways, on Fridays, uh, if you all want to come in, um, from the workshop, you can always come on the uh, Pamtastic Comedy Clubhouse or before that open mic. And what's re- neat is it's like being a racer, going from a track day to actually racing. You know, you come in finally on a Friday, you can get in front of people, you know. And uh, and as far as uh, coming to the clubhouse, uh, the uh, happy hour open mic is uh, different than being on the clubhouse. Uh, once you're there, your name's released and, uh, you know, a little bit bigger, you're finally in as far as getting in to be a comedian. So it's really, really neat. And uh, I've thought about it myself, and uh, it's really a cool place to be if you want to start learning how to be a comedian. And why would you do that? Well, if you're shy, that's a good way to pick up girls. If you're not, it's a good way to be humiliated uh, and uh, learn a little bit of humbleness. You know, I mean, it really is actually very humbling to sit out there and have have no one actually laugh. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's true. I mean, uh, this is why I thought about this uh, a while back. I was sitting here on the uh, one of her shows. Uh, I think it was the open mic, and um, this gentleman came up a young guy probably 23 24 and he's like are you are and you could hear the, the crickets he's <laughs> like and he goes hear the crickets like oh boy well i guess i need work on my on my my gig of uh, uh i still got three minutes or ten minutes or eight minutes so i'm gonna sit out here and uh try and keep going everyone in the audience uh all eight of us we clapped you know, I mean, this guy is just like sitting there just drowning, but he still has eight minutes on his time and he's going to sit there and do it. That's what I'm talking about. You know, when when you have your joke workshop, I mean, that's that's this guy, obviously, you know, he sat there and took it. And if, if you're going to be in any type of industry uh, uh, where you're going to be out there and put your neck out and, uh, you know, want to be uh in front of a bunch of people, you got to take your licks. And I was just talking to Pam about this the other night. She she spent a lot of years taking her licks where you go out there and your uh, various audiences and no one's laughing. And you just like got to tough it out. 
you know, that type of thing. So this boy tapped it out, and uh, it taught me a big lesson. I, I was really proud of the guy for doing it, for doing his show, you know. So it's pretty neat like that, you know. Got to do your thing, you know. Got to believe. Anyhow, uh, so here we are uh, back here at Mutiny Radio at Races Alley. And uh, thank you, Pam, for having us. And uh, also, you can always push a donate button on uh, FM or on our Facebook page or whatever. And uh, you can always call us here at Racers Alley uh, if you want to thank your sponsors. Very important. It's the end of the year now, folks. You can always uh, either call in or have us uh, uh, read out. Thank you, Mom, Dad. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, Dunlop. Thank you, Girlfriend. Thank you, Dog. And thank you, my goddamn Toyota truck for not breaking down. Amen. Um, right? So uh, thank you, Brian, for the Toyota truck, by the way. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so you can always uh, donate 10 bucks here to keep our uh, ship running. And we'll be happy to just like uh, uh, either read out uh, or you can call in and thank everyone yourself. Set a podcast. You can always keep that because there's nothing better than uh, letting uh, uh, folks know you appreciate them, especially after a year of racing and you still owe them 1500 bucks. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so cheers. Anyhow, uh, what were we talking about earlier? What do we need to get back to, fellas? What were we saying? I, was, I think we're, we're chatting about the, well, the last, I was chatting about the last bikes that I was on yeah um, oh my gosh like chiang mai in north of thailand I rented a couple of little little beaters i think they were one two five something i don't even remember the name of them i for some reason i remember the kz 500 yeah. from vietnam but in in thailand it did i don't think it had anything on it i don't think the guys built them themselves driving around in the jungles there with the with the literally snakes like ten foot long snakes that yeah. somebody ran over in front of me right over the head and it was writhing about I had to go around that one holy moly but, but the one the one person I was riding with at the time then um there's there's so, I don't I don't remember what the name of it is but she dropped her bike on her leg. So the exhaust Uh-oh. just, and it was oh, heavy. melted her. Oh, yes. Melted her. There, there's a spe- specific name for it in in Asia because people go there who've never ridden a bike before. They do that always. Yeah. I mean, uh, back in the 70s, there was a commonality of uh, yeah. bikes getting the old thigh burn or the calf burn. Yeah. Man, it was blistered, <laughs> blistered in the jungle. Horrible. You ever do that, Wade? Oh. oh. Yep. You ever been in that? I think everybody did somewhere. <laughs> exactly. That's part of the deal. Feeling my leg where the last time I did that was. You just feel that pain. Yeah, right. So, on, pain. On, ah. yeah, so on, on my 21st birthday, I stopped drinking. Because in Scotland, you start about when you're about 14. You I, stopped, I stopped for a day on my 21st birthday. I was just finishing <laughs> up university. I was like, I need, to, I need to get past this. I ended up not drinking for six years, but... I ended up buying a, my first motorbike then. So I, I did own my first bike ever. It was uh, I bought it off this dodgy Scottish dude in <laughs> in Edinburgh, down at the docks in Leith. It, you could find you find it in the newspaper then, like Craigslist. I don't know if yeah. your kids know, but it was in it was in the ads in the newspaper. We used to have Cycle so, Trader here. And, yeah. yeah. Oh no, this was just a regular regular rag. It just happened to have one motorbike, and I was like, I'll take that. <laughs> I go down and he's like, um, "Yeah, mate, uh, it's got uh, it's not got one. Of the, it's not got this lever on the side." And I was like, "What's that? What, what lever?" He's like, "The the thing you kick the thing you kick it with." And I didn't knew nothing about motorbikes. I just knew <laughs> I wanted one. I'd never <laughs> never been on one or anything. And he's like, "What I do is I just run down the street with it and I just jump start it." 
And I was like, so I was like, I was like, okay, so you don't really need that that thing on the side. And he's like, that, nah, you don't need that. And me being the dumbass goes, all right, I'll fucking buy that off you. <laughs> so I buy, I buy them. It was a, it was a Kawasaki 125 red with a gold thing across the tank. Nice. It looked great. Yeah. Look great. That's all that mattered when you've never been on a bike or had anything to do with bikes. So for the, for the first uh, two months I'm on it, I'm going to a mor- I'm going to a motorbike class. I'm like I'm, I'll take six weeks of classes twice a week. Yeah, and I take it down there, and they're like, "You're missing your Kickstarter." I was like, "No, no, you just run with it." You just run and you just like, <laughs> and he's like, nice. no, you're missing your Kickstarter. What's I was Kickstarter? like, I was like, well, it didn't have a. He, he told me there was something missing, but I didn't know. <laughs> and he showed me how to get it working. No, this, is, this is a push and run. <laughs> that's exactly what it it's was. It's a new model. <laughs> I swear, I swear. Awesome. So, so he he says to me, he goes, all right, do this class in the next class. And we'll put you in the class after that, but you need to get this fixed because we can't just be watching you run down the <laughs> run down the street every time we stop to talk about talk about how you're driving and when how and talk about your riding. We just can't do that. I was like, okay, so I take it down to this dodgy back end alley garage, and I go to the I go to the guy. Yeah, I'm missing the I'm missing the Kickstarter. He was like. No shit, fucking genius, <laughs> dumb kid. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. so I'm like, I'm like, I think I'm twenty. Can't you make me yeah, one? I'm twenty. I'm twenty. One at the time. I was like, well, how much is that going to cost me? Because I thought you just stick it on, you know. I was like, you just stick Kickstarter on. No, he's like, I, have to, I, I still don't know how he did it, but you, you got to strip the whole fucking thing down to put a new one in, yeah. Oh it was boy, like, it was, it was, it was the totally shaft gone. was broken. Oh, it was totally gone. There was yeah, nothing. Yeah, there it was, was like even sheer. the spline sticking no, out. No, 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 oh, there was nothing. <laughs> no, there was absolutely zero there. Uh, <laughs> it was. T- <laughs> they needed parts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that cost that cost me on top of the four hundred. I think I've paid four hundred and seventy-five pounds for it Jeez. at the time, in, in that was in nineteen eighty-nine, and then it cost me another. I think it cost me just under a hundred quid to put that on. Oh boy, I yeah. thought it would be more so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, was, like I think I—I I, I don't remember exactly, but I think I'd priced it, and I, it was almost the same price as the bike or something. I was like, "What the fuck?" It, and this it guy, was yeah. a push and go. Come it was on, a push I and go. just kept it push and go. I love but that. It was just fucking, park at the top of it, a hill. Yeah. Whenever you yeah. stop, and roll cars out. like that. <laughs> so I just—I just bust up with my girl at the time. So I moved in with my grandparents. I got this Kickstarter f- fixed on the bike. I'm not drinking because I've now got a bike. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go out every night still with all my mates and now have a motorbike to go around on. My grandfather went fucking mad. He was like, <laughs> don't be bringing around that, around this neighborhood. There's no bikers in this neighborhood. This is a fucking nice neighborhood. What did you do buying a fucking motorbike? <laughs> and my grand's going, leave him alone. He's only young. Yeah, he could have asked me to buy a motorbike. So, so every night I went out, I used to have to, Turn turn it off like a block and a half away and just roll it <laughs> down and then push it through the garden, <laughs> like, <laughs> through the garden and leave it outside. And every every morning he, I'd get home at like three in the morning. My grandfather was an awesome dude. He he gave my grandmother breakfast in bed every day of her life. Awesome. But when the grandchildren stayed, including myself, 
you got up at 5.30 every fucking morning. Right? <laughs> and the way, he got, the way he got you out of bed, he, he'd make breakfast first, he'd take it to my gran, then he'd make bacon, egg, f- total fried breakfast every time, and then he'd come in with a golf club, and he'd start at the bottom of the bed, and he'd walk in, and you wouldn't hear him the first time, and you'd just hear bam at your feet and he'd miss you by that and you had to move or he'd fucking it so you were like and then you go bam bam until you're until you're out the fucking yeah. bed squeeze was, you like a roll of toothpaste yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah. but you, at least you had some bacon eggs and bangers and yeah but i, le- I, I learned yeah and I, yeah and i learned how to ride a bike over those uh like i, I had 12 lessons which was really important because i'd never been on one because i didn't know what a fucking kickstarter was so, <laughs> so you got a push starter. So I had, so I had, I had twelve week, twelve weeks of lessons, and like I used to love just getting kitted up, kitted up in my CD, CD gear. I, you know what? I still have the, I still have the Scott motorbike jacket in my house today, and it still fits me. Sweet. From from uh, wow. 90, 1989 oh, still have awesome. it. It's a blue, blue with aluminum lining, leather, nice. short stuff. Still have it. So if anyone wants it. I'll actually wait for Halloween. Too ghoul for school. But, <laughs> there you go. But, Halloween's coming up. For but yeah. So that that bike was awesome. I used to go out in the pissing rain in Scotland, and what I'd learned on the on the course, and I do, I strongly recommend that anyone who's never been on a bike get some lessons, especially in the city, going across railway tracks oh boy, and all yeah. that. Oh yeah, you see everybody yeah. go down on those. Yeah, there's 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 a there's a, a ladies' club, isn't there? The Ems and Katie are part of. Well, dames don't uh, care. Emily dames don't should care. Probably here, be yeah. here next week. Yes. Yeah, well, there's a curve that, unit, uh, but yeah, there's a, quite a few ladies' clubs out there. Yeah, but yeah. but that one, dames don't care. They, Total respectful, like a friend of mine, Emma, not Emma, not Emily, just bought a bike. They invited her into that. She, uh, she yeah. So, yeah, get so get a couple of lessons first. Don't think you can do it. Another mate of mine crashed four times, and now he's not doing bikes anymore. Yeah, but it's I, very easy to be discouraged if you just go out there. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, I recommend getting really drunk first. That way it doesn't hurt. You know, and then uh, next time you'll forget, and then you can just go on doing it again. But uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, Racers Alley doesn't condone that type of thing. That we really do recommend it. So uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. and uh, Drink, we'll be back don't to, uh, drive. Right. Or drink, don't ride. That's or, why I drink across the street drink. from yeah. my apartment. Actually, only a yeah, exactly. Home. You know, yar. Anyways, let's put on some music, Milk Crate. Ah, oh, thanks, Brian. <laughs>
Holy moly. So, uh, back here at Racers Alley, uh, Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Yeah, thanks for joining us again. Like I said, we were actually not here for about three weeks. Uh, or we, we were here and we had technical difficulties and yar yar, whatever they may be. Anyhow, um, you know, uh, there's a thing. Uh, there was a big old meeting, like I said earlier, over at the Moto Guild for that big ass ride for the Women's World Rally stuff, right? Okay, at that time, you know, um, there's a guy, uh, Clay Murphy. He uh, is a San Francisco Motorcycle Club member, old school. Uh, uh, he's a he's a good boy, and uh, what he's doing right now is he's uh, running an organization that he wants to start, uh, FirstRides.org. It's uh, he wants to help kids uh, love bikes, and uh, basically, right now, he's looking for any type of donations. Uh, for motorcycle gear for kids anytime uh, 15 16 on down uh, smaller stuff is better as well as uh, you know uh, motorcycles if you guys have shit lying around that uh, haven't ridden forever I mean any bike is a bike for a kid I mean even a Briggs and Stratton so first rise dog org uh, Basically, they're trying to uh, have an organization place running that uh, allow uh, you know uh, kids who would not normally be able to ride a motorcycle per se and uh 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 volunteering uh he's looking for uh well actually uh, all the gear and all the bikes as well as if you want to help uh, teach kids to ride to uh, do that as well anyway so we had a huge ass bag of shit from uh two just bag of gear sorry from uh, tony nunez uh he's an afm racer by the way he's a, he's a really badass and uh so yeah he gave a, a whole bunch of gear a whole bunch of boots and that was really really cool one of the sfmc boys uh came and picked it up over from tokyo motor the other day and uh, that being said uh if you want to give to firstrides.org you know we're looking for any type of motorcycle gear motorcycle stuff even if you want to volunteer and help i believe they're doing all this out of Carnegie, by the way, and uh, that season's coming soon. Go Carnegie. Uh, go Carnegie. And um, you can always drop off any gear at vendors. You drop me off a uh, Kickstarter, please. Yeah, oh, we need a Kickstarter as well. And uh, yeah, drop it off at vendors, Tokyo Moto or Molotovs. Uh, as well as uh, SFMC. So we're, if you have anything for the kids, you know, firstrides.org, Clay Murphy's putting this together, and uh, it's a really, really good program because, you know, we all start somewhere. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, and, or if you got a kid that needs to be there. Exactly. Good, good point, Wade. You know, if, if you don't have any way to go. Let's see, cheat some, yeah, yeah where was way, it when know? we were all little kids? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's uh, a great idea, totally great idea. We have a big kid over here, so I have a question about for a new big kid. But anyhow, yeah, if you show up, I'm sure they'll teach you something. I need to be taught again. I need to be retaught. Ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, get you out there. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, firstrides.org. Uh, bring any gear, uh, benders. Uh, thank you, Johnny, uh, who uh, who's uh, over there all the time for uh, having our shit in your way. It's really, really cool. Uh, last time, like I said, Tony Nunez brought in a big bin, huge old garbage bag full of gear for the kids. That's really, really awesome. 
Cleveland. Thank you. And Tony's a, a, a XAFM racer, AFM racer. We started talking. It's like, I need to get me an FCR 400. And I go, I need to too. So, uh, so hopefully he'll get one out there and yeah, be a racer again. 400 class. Uh, right? It's a, it's a new big thing. It's always been. Anyways, uh, thank you, Benders. Thank you, Tokyo Moto. And especially Molotovs uh, uh, as well. Uh, all three of those folks. Uh, it's very important to be able to drop off stuff, so it's really, really cool. And, and also pipe. here at Mutiny Radio, I was talking to Pam. If you ever need to drop off anything, drop it off here at Mutiny as well. That does not include garbage or uh, anything that's uh, smelly. All right. So, what? Yeah, so, yeah, while, while you're there, have a pint. Have something to eat at Countertop. But, uh, have a game of pool of Molotovs. Have a couple of drinks. Tip your bar Leave your stuff and tip. Those bartenders. Always tip your bartenders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, actually. That, that's a big deal. I mean, wherever you go, I mean, obviously, you know, it's, uh, all those, all these folks that I'm talking about, I mean, they're great establishments to actually stay at and hang out and stuff. I mean, you meet family type people and a uh, bunch of cool folks, you know, so that's, that's, that's yeah. really, really neat. All right? the services. All yeah, and, the J- services. and Jake, um, Shane the pianist, and Jake and Pam all work at Countertop there. The food is absolutely delicious at Bender's. Goes really well with any pint, any pint you choose, any sandwich, any tater tots, any burger. All yeah, delicious. Uh, yeah, they've, they've, actually lately they just had a, 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 what do you call it, a, a TV dinner. And uh, that was pretty neat. I think Shane uh, uh, thought that went up where you had, uh, you know, uh, well, actually, folks of a certain age would not know what that means. But aluminum, aluminum foil a dish with everything segregated from the apple pie to the mashed potatoes. And the Remember those? Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, <laughs> you know, back home. Yeah. So. That's how mom used to cook. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that was a thing back then. It was like being a spaceman or something. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the appenders is actually, uh, yeah, they're always doing great things, and they just really did have a nice uh, TV TV dinner, so to speak, with uh, kielbasas and, uh, and uh, uh, sauerkraut with uh, really great garlic mashed potatoes and uh, really a nice apple something thingy. Uh, which is always in your t- uh, actually TV dinner. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, boy, let's see here. Uh, we thanked Clay over here. AFM, boy, their uh, last race is coming this weekend. Uh, have a great time, uh, all you folks out there, I believe, at Thunder Hill. And I want to say thank you to AFM for always being out there for us. Uh, my year didn't end up, uh, I, I shut my year down early, but I'll be out there next year and uh, maybe on a few different bikes. And, uh, you know, uh, thank you, Barbara. Thank you, all the turn workers especially. And I hear the next weekend is going to have a turn worker appreciation. So anyone out there, if you can, uh, you know, uh, send them a, a good shout out. And also here, Actually, uh, you can always call me at 415-550-0501, or you can reach me at Face of My Book, uh, Racers Alley. Uh, you know, if you ever want to donate to the, to the the turn workers, anything, I'll make sure it gets out to those folks. But uh, you know, without them, we wouldn't be able to race. And uh, you know, it's a very, very, uh, it's not an easy job to be out there. So uh, yeah, are are. So uh, thank you, AFM, and thank you, turn workers, and. Uh, We'll see you next year, as far as uh, I'm concerned. Definitely, for sure, at Button Willow. And, uh, boy, uh, Wade, you got any organizations you want to say thank you to? Uh, SRA West, Wera, Arma. Um, 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 yeah, Wera and Arma. I, I forget how you say it, but the ones in Oregon and Washington also. O-M-R-R-A. And, 
Washington W and Wormer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, folks. We'll, we'll do our homework in Oregon and Washington, and next week we'll. <laughs> Haven't we'll, been there we'll in a couple proper. weeks. Yeah, exactly. You know, but uh, yeah, as as far as the racing's all winding down, you'll see a lot of folks uh, either uh, gearing up for next year, or, uh, trying to find sponsors. I mean, it's a usual end of the year shuffle, and uh, all you racers yeah. this next weekend, keep it up. You know. Don't be a hero on the last race, and uh, you know everyone Unless have a good old fun time. Unless you are one, right? Da, da, da. You know. There you go. There you and that goes for Lodi and dirt riding and stuff. Yeah, it's Halloween. Yeah, you could roller ball, roller ball it. I can't even say that. Rollerball. Roller, roller ball, roller ball it. Uh, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, good uh, good times racing out there. And uh, so wait, I don't think we got anything going on racing for the rest of the year, right? Uh, Arishi Benders. I'm going to go Arishi Benders uh, after this. Uh, right. no, Willow Springs in two weeks with Wira. Okay, uh, so weeks, uh, three weeks. What are you uh, running? Sometime next month, sidecar. Okay, Last so uh, the November uh, the Wira. Yeah, I had that on my I calendar. Think I think it's the seventh or something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, our restaurant is supposed to be open. And then I can I can I can turn around and I can think about going racing for a second. Well, it's, yeah, at least, for Willow, one, at least for one more weekend. Uh, 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 Mr. Lindauer, uh, going to be your passenger? Yeah, we're hoping so. He better. Uh, he's he's <laughs> getting over a, a hernia operation. Holy moly. Uh, Eric, feel better, dude. Uh, after all this other stuff. And, yeah, yeah uh, he's got to be able to put his Superman cape on and let's go flying. Well, there's no better way to Most heal people. than go racing. That's right. Good shot of <laughs> adrenaline know. heals everything. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. I, I come back from the races like, you know, three years younger every time we go to... Me too. I stop feeling pain after I do a race even though I just like Ooh, uh, had a word for the, even yeah. the worst race even the worst yeah. even the bad day of racing is better yeah. than a day of anything else. And, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah, you should you know, want to say, say I feel that kind of that good or really close to it on the way to the races to or you know, a couple of days ahead of time you're you're well, i guess just getting excited and stuff okay uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna do good and whatever you're doing I yeah make run your, faster jump higher make make yeah. you make your last new race i left i was totally totally smiling in my truck i was like i couldn't even like suppress a smile i'm going out there you know listening to my music and it's brian's truck and here you are got the 636 and you know it's been a whole battle i thought i finally fucking go well i could say that word tonight battle <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> anyways um boy oh boy and in the end uh yeah make you your, make, make your, your new... work and it was just like but it's just I didn't end up really grinning in the end. You know, it's just like, okay, well, we'll finish the race weekend and ride home. But it was the, the whole act of racing now, you know, is to me, you know, fun. Get away. Uh, the, 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 it's, you just don't know which way the sales are going to go, but it's still racing. Yeah, make, your, make, your, new, not, make you know? your new choice of drug adrenaline. It's free. It's awesome. It lasts for days. And you can just get straight back up on it whenever well, you like. I have a bunch of epinephrine prints yeah. if you want to buy any. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, I deal in that shit. Anyhow, uh, yeah, and like I said. Uh, I think racing's better, isn't bad, it? Uh, even though it's a bad uh, ride your bike. time, ride. it's still fun. You know, it's, yeah, sometimes you fall, right? Or sometimes your kickstand ain't there. But no matter what. You hope any, not any, once any you learn. On a bike, you know, it's a good time on a bike, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, 
Shit, Milk Way Brian, man. You should have seen his bike before it got it got stole. It was so <laughs> was all my beauty. friends are veterans. You know, they're all hard motherfuckers. <laughs> and they look at his bike, whoa, ah, oh, Jesus, I see some tears coming yeah. out of some eyes. <laughs> the way they left his bike was just so bad. I've never seen like, something gutted that thing. Oh my in god. My life. Like I said, we it's all like looking at a grizzly apart from my cousin in Germany. There were there was stuff on top of it too it's just like rer but uh yeah it's Ooh. good you're getting it back and i'm well, getting back and i'm yeah. getting back into the beater lifestyle you know i've had too many nice bikes alex well the sr uh, you get back on right it's yeah like, uh, what would happen right now you need to redo the valves uh no i seized it uh, i was out joy riding on one of those hot summer days that we had recently because i was stir crazy at home and it was too early to go to the bar to drink so i decided to do something productive uh -oh. and i decided to ride my sr um, and I was winding the crap out of it, and it was a hot night, and at one of the stoplights over by Twin Peaks, that motor just started... Low on oil? Is that oil in it? I, I, I've heard that those Waseco pistons, after about 500 miles, can have a lot of thermal expansion. Wiseco? Um, yeah, Wiseco. Oh, um, that sounds a good, like a good uh, pickup line for your vintage bike that you take out on your <laughs> on your Tinder dates. Maybe, <laughs> maybe thermal expansion going on here. Last yeah, we might have to, gonna heat up. We might maybe. have to stop for a minute. <laughs> but yes, so that exactly. engine's coming back out, and it's gonna get redone again, and we'll see what went wrong the first time. Uh, but in the meantime, I've got my eyes on a little Ninja 250 because I need to have a beater again. Need to have a bike that I don't care about if it gets stolen or smashed up or somebody messes with it. I've had well, too much nice things on the street lately, and they got to stay in the garage. You know, compared with that SR500, that Ninja 250, if you decide to go to Alice's or Highway 1, you would be amazed how, you know, um, effective they are. No, oh, I've owned you three know, of them in my life. Are. They're awesome. <laughs> they all sense of buying it off and just, me. Just, Look and just uh, uh, body English. I mean, it's just, yeah, they're just uh, carvers. Yeah. I mean, you can get those down to about 280 pounds if you strip all the crap off of them. So I'm and looking the, forward to that. And the SR, I believe, was, uh, you know, that was back in the day, I don't know, way to, I believe they used to turn that into a flat tracker, right? The SR500? That was the. Everything. They still got a whole bunch of flat trackers still running them, Lodi and everywhere. And even the Mylar is a bunch of them. There's a whole bunch of them that are still running. Um,. Don't see the next one, but the SRs. I don't see too, too many Hondas either, but a lot of Yamahas. Huh. Um, but and then some of us actually also made road races out of them. Well, they're dead um, simple and they're easy to work on. Yeah, so I got a hundred really? performance parts uh, available for them. You, you did you did you uh, put a fairing around one way? Yeah, I had a, I got 125 out of my SR. Wow, that's a supposedly that's pretty that's insane. a that's pretty. Big deal. Yeah, six hundred. Yeah, yeah. I was really. I had. I was making fiberglass then. I had a, yeah. a quarter fairing, bottom fairing thing uh, that I put together with it, and so I was going to ask you what cam you're going to run. Anyhow, I was running the the eighty cam on that, and all the little doodads, forty millimeter pumper carburetor, yeah. and um, I started making fairings, and so there was three of us that had identical bikes. They both had professionally built motors i had to build everything myself but yeah but i made the glass and i took a lot of time to really i want to say perfect how streamlined my what mine was i put theirs on and everything and and i did the same thing on everybody's but i really took extra time on mine so you had the factory 
uh, yeah. uh, glass. I had the factory <laughs> glass. This is what it's really, really, really supposed to be. Yeah. And this is how. Uh, yeah. And so we, anyhow, uh, I beat them both. <laughs> wow. Of course you did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, Wade used to, uh, back in the day, um, you know, uh, for folks out there, uh, motorcycling, you know, they didn't come with plastic and stuff. So like 70s, 80s, that was kind of a thing. But, you know, if you wanted to race and stuff, that had to all be handmade. And geez, Wade, I mean, you, you started making a glass for quite a while uh, back then for a lot of folks. And I've actually helped you move a lot of that glass for many, many different bikes, uppers and lowers and stuff. Yeah, you know, all kinds of stuff. And when I, I was born in the city, but I didn't go to school here. And 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 anyhow, I moved to the city, and I didn't know how to do any of that, but I learned it while I was here. Gotcha. And, yeah. I mean, um, we wanted you, to make fairings. <laughs> so uh, back then, there wasn't a YouTube, and uh, folks out there, uh, listeners, uh, when I say glass, it's fiberglass, so it's like a fairing around an old. I, know, I thought we were going fiber. Breaking Bad there for a minute. Yeah. Like, what the hell? I just walked back in. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. <laughs> That's the next episode, mate. But uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, fiberglass. So Wade used to make fiberglass uh, fairings for old 80s bikes and uh, mid-80s bikes. And that was before people actually made them. Now, you know, there was AirTech uh, went on from there. And now they have shark skins. And uh, back then there was Lockhart Phillips. So there, there was a bunch of folks out there doing different versions of things. But, uh, you know, they would never make uh, what that Wade just made for his Moto Guzzi. And you can find that over on Facebook, uh, Racers Alley, because yeah, you custom made a fiberglass that was never made for a bike like that. Yeah, I had to make a pan. Exactly. Uh, custom made pan. I pretty much only do custom stuff now, and I only do it for my team. <laughs> <laughs> and to go faster. You are. Yeah, and to go faster, faster, faster. Whatever it takes I mean, to I go mean, faster. I mean, I mean, that must be fantastic back in the day before uh, before they had YouTube and everything, because everyone had their own ideas to do stuff, and you just shared them, and it like flow like a wave around the planet instead of everyone going, okay, I'm going to do it like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, uh, exactly. So I, I kind of got a case on that. So I got a buddy uh, that made this monocoque motorcycle frame, chassis, blah, blah, blah. They were making them back then. They made them out of Brisbane. There was like three guys doing it. They they took they took them to Sears Point and they showed the world. Right. And, and they didn't have a patent. And yeah. everybody copied them. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, bummer. Oh, really? Yeah, that's it, it, it never, it, so far, it hasn't really flown in everything to where you could hardly see, but they all have monocoque chassis try, where they try a little here and there and stuff. Anyhow, I've got one of the original originals. And it's priceless. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Seriously, those, those, those it's like Smithsonian priceless. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's gonna wind down here, guys. Uh, oh. I want to say thank you, Yar Yar. Oh, thank you for thank you. I've so enjoyed being here. It's been uh, so chillax. We'd love to have you back because I don't think our crew has laughed uh, that much in quite some time. <laughs> you know, we'll come back Monday. Monday, we will come back on Monday for a workshop with Pam and like maybe yeah. maybe hold it, hold yeah, it a little I, bit. I think you should put a finesse uh, there. Definitely, yeah. I, I think that's a great yeah, come idea. Come tell a couple jokes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, wonderful to have you here, and I hope to have you back. And uh, Wade, right on Berliner Berliner, and uh, we'll we'll talk later and uh you know be here next week uh as usual and uh milk great brian always uh wonderful to have you here and spinning the tunes yeah so we are 750 and thank you guys for being here thank uh, you we're here at racers alley at mutiny radio and i believe we have actually signed off
Good night. Mm-hmm.